Alright, hey guys, good evening. Today is uh, May 10th, uh, quarter to 8, 744 here in Stowe, Ohio. Uh, my name is Luke Anderson, uh, this is my first podcast. I don't have a date for this yet, but <laughs> kind of want maybe call it the podcast about nothing, like Seinfeld, like the show about nothing. <laughs> but alright, but that being said, I found this app while listening to another podcaster talk about the Cobra Kai series, which I'm going to talk about today, because I have a lot of things I would like to talk about, and I feel so this is a good uh, opportunity to talk about them. Uh, like I said, this is my first podcast. I've been thinking about trying to do podcasting for years, so hopefully this grows. I get a good, solid, fat base out the deal. I've talked about a lot of things. Politics, sports, music. You name it, I'll talk about it. That being said, let's go into the topic ahead, which is this Cobra Kai pot, Cobra Kai, which is on YouTube Red, which debuted last week. I believe the day was May 2nd. Uh, so, overall, I'm a fan of the Karate Kid saga. One in particular. You know, I was a kid who was bullied at one point in time, and the story I thought was very... I was relatable. I'm 32 years old, almost 33, and Cry Kid came out a year before I was born. But I still was able to see it, you know. It was great with the 80s music. Like, you're the best around, things like that, you know. And when I found out uh, from a soldier of mine, I'm in the National Guard, and I lead a group of soldiers. And one of my soldiers came to me and said, hey, they're coming out with a new uh, Cry Kid. They called it Cobra Kai. I was like, huh, okay, I was intrigued because like I said I was a fan of the series but I wasn't overly excited about it and plus after that it was on YouTube Red I wasn't really out of all the streaming services YouTube Red did sound the best to me it was to me it's a bunch of uh, YouTube stars and you have to pay to see their content you know and I wasn't like a fan of YouTube Red however like all these, I always keep up mind with things, and I was going to watch it regardless. Even even if I had to pay, I was going to watch it regardless. You know, to see see how the story plays out. You know, see what this is about. I really, like I said, I really didn't think nothing of it. I I really didn't think nothing of it, and I was going to wait until I saw the show. All right, like I said earlier. I was going to reserve judgment until I actually watched the show. Luckily, YouTube made the first two episodes available for free, which was actually a great tactic by YouTube to get viewers sucked in. It got me sucked in. That being said, once I saw the first two episodes, I knew, hey, I got to watch the rest of the rest of the series, rest of that rest of the season. And so I basically subscribed for YouTube rap. For the free buff trial, I play. I'm like like most people. They could probably go castle. I'm more like go castle at the end of the month because I I looked at a lot of the content. I'm not really a fan of it right now, but not to say maybe later on YouTube Red will have some good content. All right. That being said, I'm going to go into uh, spoilers. So if you haven't got a chance to watch it yet, uh, this is your chance to cut it off right now and get back at this podcast. Once you watched it. Because I'm going to go kind of in depth. Here within the show.
All right. So, uh, I like the story because it tells the story from the side of Johnny Lawrence. You know, even as the episodes go on, he tells the events of the first film from his perspective. And you, and based on what's going on with him, uh, he's just, you know, he's broke. Uh, he lives in a crappy apartment building. And he works as a handyman working odd jobs. And he's basically on the down and out. He has a strange relationship with his son. Meanwhile, uh, Daddy, Daniel LaRusso is living a good life. He lives in Encino Hills with a beautiful wife and a beautiful family. He owns a, a couple car dealerships in the area. His gimmick is the karate thing where he gives out bonsai trees after each sale. It's kind of cool. It makes Johnny LaRusso very angry, you know? To see his one-time rival, he took his girl. So successful, you know. While one day, while Johnny is leaving to go to work, he runs into a kid named Miguel. Miguel asks him a couple questions, and uh, Johnny basically tells him to piss off. Not those words, <laughs> and and then he moves on. Johnny's fired from his job. And then we'll talk more in the next segment. Alright. So, like I said in the first segment, like I said in the previous segment, uh, Johnny meets a kid named Miguel. And one night, while uh, Johnny is out at a strip mall eating pizza, like one slice of pizza outside, Miguel, he runs into Miguel. Miguel's by Pepto-Bismol. And he runs to a couple kids that go to this high school. They were going to buy beer. And I guess Miguel called them out on it accidentally. <laughs> and the kids, of course, gets upset and they beat him up. Johnny ignores it and it only comes it only comes comes to his aid when Miguel runs into his car, gets runs into his car, and then Johnny ends up beating up those kids. Similar to what uh, Mr. Miyagi did in the first Karate Kid to the Cobra Kai's. Miguel was like, that's awesome. And hey, I need to be taught karate. And Johnny was like, no, I don't want to do that. Meanwhile, his car, his car, uh, uh, meanwhile, I'm sorry, before that, his car is rear-ended, is hit by a couple girls. One of which was Daniel LaRusso's daughter, Sam. She wasn't driving, she was in the back seat. And the car gets towed to his uh, dealership. He goes there and he sees Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso ends up fixing the car for free, but you can tell there's still some bad blood. You know, kind of some bad blood. After, it was after uh, seeing Daniel uh, Johnny decides to, you know what, I'm going to trade this kid, Miguel. You know, I'm going to open up a dojo. I'm going to trade this kid, you know, because I feel like, hey, this is kind of like the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Miguel, like similar to Daniel LaRusso in the first film, didn't know nothing about karate. But as the season goes on, he, it, he gets better. He gets better. 
Meanwhile, Johnny Lawrence has a son. And he has a strange relationship with this kid. You know, this kid's doing like odd, like not odd jobs, but he hooked up with a bad group of guys. They're doing like robberies, burglaries, and stuff like that. And when Johnny tries to talk to him, he he wants nothing to do with Johnny, right? And meanwhile, Robbie, the kid name's Robbie, Robbie's Bob, is trying to find a relationship in all the wrong places, you know? But we'll talk more in the next segment. Alright, so, like I said, Robbie has a, Johnny has an exchange relationship with his son, Robbie. And meanwhile, Miguel is getting trained under the old Cobra Kai method. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Aggression. Johnny sees it. Johnny, not Johnny. Daniel LaRusso, while driving around one day, sees the Cobra Guy billboard. It's like, what the heck? Why is this thing still open? And what they tricked me about this is Daniel LaRusso was actually shook by this. Still after 34 years, he still shook at the sight of Cobra Kai. Even though he won. <laughs> it tricked me out that he still shook. But I digress. Move it, like I said, moving on. Uh, uh, Miguel's still being trained by Johnny, and you get it's interesting. You start to get introduced to more of like Sam's friends, which is Daniel's daughter, and uh, some of Miguel's friends. In one scene in particular, at the, there's a Halloween party, similar to what happened in the first one, where. Uh, Miguel is uh, on the uh, suggestion of Johnny dresses up like the Skull of Bones costumes like Cobra Kai did back in 1984 however this time uh, the, the kid the same kids that beat him up in the first episode beat him up again in the locker room and, this, and I like the scene at the end of the episode when Johnny was looking down at him after he got beat up it was very like very haunted very talented in my opinion Whereas, like, he beat up Johnny. He beat up, like, he beat up Daniel LaRusso in that same outfit. And then 34 years later, his student gets beat up <laughs> in that outfit. It's kind of funny. It's funny how the circle works like that. Uh, Miguel temporarily quits karate. And Johnny apologizes, apologizes to his mother, saying, hey, I will not let, let this happen again. Meanwhile, uh, he's learned karate, learned karate a little more. Uh, Aisha, one of Sam's like longer, long-time friends, decides to join Cobra Kai because she's getting cyberbullied at school because she's low, she's a little overweight. So of course, the B girls are picking on her, and she wants to defend herself. Johnny was against the idea, but eventually he decides to cave because. He finds out her 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 she's she comes for money. Her dad was a Hall of Fame offensive lineman for the Chargers. But we'll talk more in the next segment. Alright, so moving on. Like I said, Miguel started to learn more and more about the fight. He started to get better. And coming into the fifth episode, this is actually one of the better episodes, in my opinion, of the uh season. It was called Counterbalance. And this episode is actually dedicated to uh, Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi. In this episode, all of 
Johnny's teachings to Miguel come to light. Kyler, who was the leader of the bullies who beat him up previous, the two times previously, uh, went on a date with Sam. Sam had a little crush on him, so they went on a date. Actually, they went over to, uh, he actually went over to the house for dinner, but Daniel had bad feeling about the guy, you know? <laughs> you know how fathers have that. So, Kyler, after because on the date, Sam, he tried to make some advances. Sam rebuffed him and stormed out the movie theater. In retaliation, he spread rumors about Sam. And in the cafeteria, Sam confronted him about it. Kyler was talking mess to her. And Miguel stood up to her. Stood up for Sam. And he beats all the friends up. Kyler, all his goons up. And of course, being 2018, everyone films it. Everyone shares it on YouTube or any social media platform. And this caused a slight influx of students to the Cobra Kai Dojo. Because, hey man, these kids are getting bullied. And they want to learn like what this kid learned. You know what I'm saying? However, Johnny's style of teaching rubs a lot of the kids the wrong way. A lot of kids end up leaving. Leaving like a half full of students. Uh, one of the students who stayed, in particular, uh, was one of uh, Miguel's friends. His name was Eli. Eli had this uh, weird lip, and they call and Johnny called him lip because of it. And kids make fun of him for it. And Johnny told him, "Hey man, if you don't want, to, if you don't want them to make fun of your lip, you flip the script on them." All right. And I remember that kid ended up running out the uh, the dojo. However, he ended up coming back at the end of the episode. With a blue mohawk. And Johnny dubbed him Hawk. And I remember seeing that. I saw that come in. I was like, yeah, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Get them, like, get some, do something crazy to turn their, turn their attention away from the lip. You know what I'm saying? He said, I'm doing the flip, I'm flipping the script. I was like, I like that. I like that a lot. And I'm going to talk more in the next segment about what else happened in this episode that was called Carbalis. Alright, so in the last segment, I talked about. Like the Carabalas episode, which is episode five. Meanwhile, while all that stuff is going on and Miguel beat up Kyler and his gang, uh, uh, Daniel actually uh, went to Mr. Miyagi's grave. Now they touch on Mr. Miyagi. Fi- finally, after five episodes, they, they finally touch Mr. Miyagi. The good thing about the series was they they didn't focus too much on they did not focus too much on Mr. Miyagi, which was very good. So, Johnny, not Johnny, Daniel went to his grave and he said, hey, you know what? I got to talk to you for a second. I feel kind of off lately, you know? I feel off lately and I just need some help. I need some guidance. And then after he was leaving uh, the uh, cemetery, you hear Mr. Miyagi's voice. And when he's talking to Johnny about balance, you need balance in your life. And Part of the reason why Daniel didn't have balance in his life was because it seemed that he hasn't done much karate in the last better part of the decade. It seemed like when he died, it seemed like he has done karate since Mr. Miyagi died. And um, so what he did is he goes home, he has a home, do- home dojo. So he went, went home, he cleaned out the dojo. 
set up and start working out again. However, he does have no one to work out with. His daughter, who he initially worked out with, kind of not kind of like fell out of love with karate, you know. And I'm gonna touch on more of that later in my final review. And of course, his son, who was decided to be unlike. There's a couple characters in this episode, in this series that that you do not like, you would not like. And one of them is Daniel's son, Anthony. He's like a punk entitled kid, which I believe, which I think is by design. You're, he's decided to be unlikable. Like Walt Disney, there's always that character that you're supposed to hate. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate him because he's a kid. He just, I don't like him. Like he's just that titled kid that thinks he's a title to everything, you know. <laughs> but that being said, that was a very good episode, you know, because finally, you finally uh, see Mister Miyagi. You finally hear from Mister Miyagi. You not hear from, him, but you find they finally reference Mister Miyagi, and that they had this episode ended up being a tribute to him and kind of hit you in the feels, you know. Because Mr. Miyagi was like such a focal point of the series. But moving on, I'll talk about the rest of the season in the next segment. Alright, so that being said, the rest of the season kind of goes downhill after this point. Not downhill in a bad way, but kind of like downhill. Not in a bad, not in a bad, not in a bad way. <laughs> so you start to see Sam and Miguel. Start they spark up a relationship. Some people said it was forced. I don't think it was forced, in my opinion. Like I said, but everyone has an opinion. They start to have a relationship. Uh meanwhile, Robbie, you have that's the name have you heard in a while. He decides to get a job at Lurso Auto despite his dad because he knows his dad hates him. <laughs> So he gets a job there just doing grunt work, right? But he's doing very well at it. After he gets uh, his balls busted by some of daddy's cousins, by daddy's cousins who were just who were just given a job because his Daniel's mom, who actually made a cameo, who actually made an appearance in one episode, uh, she actually forced him to give them jobs. They kind of forced him, like he almost quit. Daniel comes out, hey man, I'm sorry. Hey, I should have heard your side story. And Robbie tried to punch Daniel. And instead of getting mad, Daniel told him the proper way to throw, proper way to hold a fist. And he's like, you know what? Do you want to learn some karate? You know? And Robbie said, okay. And like what Mr. Miyaki did to him in the first film, he does to Robbie. He makes Robbie do a whole bunch of medial labor to develop muscle memory. You know, these are the basic skills to learn karate. He was teaching them. And, you know, and of course, Robbie gets pissed off. Like all things, he gets pissed off. And then you see a you see a scene where Daniel is like saying, "Wax off, wax off, do this, do that." And it's like, and Robbie's like, "Whoa, like, hey, I get it now." And that being said, Robbie graduates to the next step. And also, you see some changes in Robbie's personality as well. Like I said, Robbie hung up with the raw crowd. And that, that crowd tried to convince him to get the code so they could steal car parts from Lucifer Auto. However, Robbie said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. 
They end up getting into a fight. The fight gets captured on camera, but you don't hear the AD what happened after that. And the kids kind of say, hey, man, you better be watching back, you know. But it's a sign that Robbie was changing, you know. He actually was embracing the ways of the Miyagi-Do karate. But we'll talk more in the next segment. All right, so like I said, you're, you're starting to see some changes in Robbie, positive changes in Robbie. You're also starting to see positive changes in Miguel, where he's getting more confidence. He's becoming a better fighter. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Giant decides, you know what, I'm going to sign for the All-Valley Tournament. I'm going to enroll Cobra Kai. He comes to find out Cobra Kai had a lifetime ban section on him due to the events from uh, Karate Kid 3 from Terry Silver and Mike Barnes, what they were doing in 3, so they had a lifetime ban. And Lobo, guess who comes by to show up to try to enforce the lifetime ban and ensure that Cobra Kai is not reinstated? Daniel LaRusso. I mean, I kid you not, these dudes had him shook. 34, even 34 years later. Shook. However, Johnny gives off a, uh, he gives a very, like, passionate speech that, hey, man, these, this is where kids believe, come learn karate, gain self-confidence. And he sees, like, hey, a short time, these kids change. And the board of the All Valley Tournament sees that, and they uh, grant, grant reinstatement. I thought I like this. I like to see when he was granted reinstatement <laughs> because, like this show, the show pokes fun at itself a little bit, as with a lot of these scenes. And this is one of the scenes in particular where they talked about that no one gives a, no one cares about karate anymore <laughs> because they were trying to talk about switching the match from red to uh, blue and gold. <laughs> He's like. Like, why should we just, don't my cry anymore. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I find it funny. I, I, I find it funny. It's like one of these days, poke fun themselves. But, like I said, that being said, like I said, that being said, moving on, uh, they air the tournament, and Cobra Kai's in the tournament, and Johnny trades him, trades him for it. While making it clear that Miguel is his best shot at winning. Showing that in short, pretty much a relatively short period of time, Miguel has become... Very good. Robbie, uh, because he's having a good relationship with Daniel LaRusso, one day goes to his house, he ends up seeing Sam. And they kind of, you could tell there's a little bit of feelings there. And, you know, you can tell she has feelings for him, he has feelings for her a little bit. But at the time, he didn't know she had a boyfriend. So, like I said, like I said, moving on, uh, things start to come to a head a little bit. When uh, Daniel's cousin, Louie, who wants to uh, open up like a motorcycle branch of LaRusso Autos, torches Johnny's car in retaliation. We'll talk about more in the next segment. Alright, so like I said in the last segment, Daniel's cousin, Louie, and his goons decide to run up on Johnny's house and completely torches car in retaliation for mess with family. Why? I don't know, because people kind of are getting overreacted at this point. <laughs> and he's a rage. He asks him, like, hey, man, like, where does Daniel live? Louis tells him. So Daniel decides, to, not Daniel, Johnny decides, hey, I'm going to show up, shows up at his house, and they about to actually fight. His wife, Daniel's wife, being the voice of reason, says, basically, 
blood and said, y'all look like a bunch of idiots out here fighting. Ja- Daniel, how about you invite Johnny for breakfast? And Johnny's like, I can eat. <laughs> I found that fun. Like I said, it's, part, it's like one of the ways that the series poke fun of itself. Like, seriously, give two grown 50-year-old men about to fight. <laughs> Literally on the back porch. So they're sitting there eating. Of course, they argue. And his wife being the voice of reading Daniel's wife. Since why don't you give him a car? So Daniel, so Daniel takes Johnny to his his lot, and Johnny decides I'm gonna get a uh, 2009 Challenger because that was right up his alley. And they decide to go on a test drive together. While they're on a test drive, they kind of, they have their kubaya moment together where they kind of realize, hey man, we we may be different, we're we may be different, but we're the same. Test today, but this this is episode nine. Uh, different but same. Where Daniel find out that hey Johnny, found Johnny had like a piece of crap stepfather. Which the stepfather came. You saw the stepfather in a few episodes. And they also talk about Allie, like how she's doing right now. It comes to find out that uh, Daniel actually Facebook stalks her every once in a while. <laughs> And and it's funny, Johnny was like, you see, you, for a person you don't know, haven't heard from, you know a lot about her. He's like, he basically made the Facebook stalking her <laughs> at the bar. Uh, meanwhile, while this is going on, uh, Sam is put a punishment for, uh, for being part, being a accomplice when uh, her, her girlfriend's ran into uh, Johnny's car in the first episode and wrecked it. She's full pleasure, her phone's gonna take away. Miguel's trying to reach reach her, and Miguel's like getting like angry about it. His friends decide to throw a party at the lake, the same lake where Johnny and uh Daniel get to the first their first fight in the first film. They do it, they they, they decide to throw a party, they said Allah strike first because old girl uh Yasmin, one of the mean girls. Put off Facebook or whatever Snapchat that they were having a party at the lake, VIP only at 5 p.m. And I should decide, you know, I'm gonna strike first on this. You know what? <laughs> There's a funny scene where in this episode, this episode nine, where uh, Eli, who Hawk, who likes to be called Hawk now, by <laughs> is buying beer. He has a uh, fake ID called Eli Hawkman, <laughs> not Eli Hawkman, Walter Hawkman. <laughs> That's hilarious. He tried to look to smooth up. He tried to uh, kiss up to the cashier. And the cashier's like, you're not. Cashier's like, I need CID. <laughs> then the next episode, move ahead a little bit. The, there's a young kid that does Cobra Kai as well. Like, he looks young. He comes like young and rest like he's a junior high. Short kid. And he's talking about, talking about like, Johnny, like, not showing up. And he's like, well, I saw Johnny outside the mini mart while I was buying uh, milk, which it turned was actually a booty magazine. <laughs> and this cashier looked at him again like, you shouldn't be old enough to buy this. <laughs> like I said, it's funny. It's funny. I laughed at that. <laughs> so, but that being said, moving on. Let's go back to episode nine. Robbie shows, like I said, Robbie shows up. And... Shows up, look for Mr. Russo. Mr. Russo was out, was actually with us, knows him, out with his dad. And, uh, 
And he decides, you know what, he finds out that uh, Sam's on punishment. He decides, yo, I'm going to break you out by faking the injury. And he said, hey, let's go to a party. My boyfriend is probably going crazy about me. And that's why Robbie's like, dad, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. But Robbie's like, all right, whatever. Meanwhile, at the party, Kyler, who who was a, who tormented Miguel, who, and Miguel got his revenge in the fifth episode, uh, escorts Yasmin to the party. She's one of the mean girls with her friend Moon and whatnot. And they're shocked that all these people are here first. And she tells Kyler, hey, man, get these folks out of here. He's like, okay. But then he sees Miguel. And after Miguel gave him that work, he wasn't about that life, to say the least. And he decided, you know, I'm just going to go home. And Yasmin was, like, clearly upset. While this is going on, her friend Moon and Hawk kind of lock eyes. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of funny. Like, oh, a little relationship spark right there. Uh, when... So when filing with Sam and Robbie gets to the party, Miguel, who's clearly drunk, confronts confronts Sam about what's going on. But because he's drunk, he's not really hearing. And Robbie's like, hey, man, chill out, man. And Robbie and Miguel gets into an altercation. To be honest, I wish that... Uh, and when, I'm sorry, let me take a step back. When they got to altercation, Miguel hit actually hit Sam as Sam ends up storming off. I wish they would have kind of dug deeper into this altercation. Kind of make it more of a full-blown altercation. You know what I'm saying? And then hopefully that then something happens where Daniel gets a call and says, hey, your, your, our daughter's been gone too long. She's a punch fighter. He had a fighter at the lake. And he sees the altercation go down. He breaks it up. And then you know what? How about we save it for the tournament? But I'll talk about the tournament in the next episode. Alright, so in the last episode, I talked about uh, the altercation between Robbie and Miguel. That was a sign that, like, Miguel was making the turn for, like, the worst. You know, he's becoming more aggressive, more mean, you know, not really listening to Sam. He wasn't the same, like, guy, likable guy, in the first couple episodes, where he's like, he's becoming, like, a little unlikable. At the end of the ninth episode, Robbie is back at the dojo, and Johnny and Daniel comes back, they come back, and look at this, it's gonna have, like, a, like a fight a la Rocky 3. <laughs> Which, that'll be funny to see. And then everything comes to the head, where Johnny finds out that Daniel is training uh, his son Robbie, and Daniel finds out that Robbie is Johnny's son. And of course, everyone's upset. Everyone gets kicked out the house and whatnot, right? Moving on, episode 10, which is the season finale, is the episode of the All Valley Tournament. Johnny is feeling a type of way, a certain type of way about Daniel traded his son. First, it's his girl, then it's his son. You know what I'm saying? It make it enough, it's enough to make a guy go crazy. So, it goes to the tournament. It's found out that with no setup that Robbie is entering the tournament undefeated with no coach. Right? And the rest of Cobra Kai 
at this time, everyone for Cobra Kai were training in like traditional white uh, geese. In this episode, Johnny decides to give the traditional, their vintage traditional black turban, like turban geese. It's like they wear the white geese for training, but then for the actual like competition, they wear the black geese with the Cobra Kai logo on the back. Now in the, in the in the tournament, uh, Miguel and Hawk are doing very well at the end of Fast to Semifinals. Heck, even Aisha looked like she was the only female that was participating. Maybe one of two, maybe. She advanced all the way to the quarterfinals, where she lost to the where she lost to the defending champion. And and after she lost, her and Sam kind of had like a their forgiveness moment, their kubaya moment, where Aisha's like, "Hey, you should come back to a karate. We used that girl." <laughs> Uh, Miguel approaches Sam after that and was basically talking a whole bunch of mess about her and Robbie and she's like dude she's like dude what happened to you, you changed so if you, if if Miguel was unlikable in episode 9 he certainly became unlikable in this episode where you realize like you know what I'm saying like him and Hawk became completely unlikable you know where it's like dude like you guys are not the villains <laughs> because Hawk and it took on Robbie the semi-final. And in the break of the action, uh, contacted Robbie illegally, ended up severing his shoulder, as it dislocated his shoulder, and thus got disqualified. Seeing this, Johnny gets upset, mainly one, because it wasn't the right thing to do. And so two, that was his son. This is actually a departure from the traditional Johnny character where Johnny started to see like the error of his ways. Throughout the tournament, he's seen that like the strike first, the strike first, strike hard, no mercy concept is corrupting his students, corrupting Miguel in particular, where they're showing no respect for their opponents. In the final in the final in the final so Robbie had an opportunity to uh, to advance to the final, but however he was injured. Daniel comes in, and, and I thought this was going to be kind of like Mr. Miyagi a moment where he rubs his head together, but in, but in reality he just he rubs his head together and calls medic. And I, was, and I laughed at that moment because it was it's funny because I thought oh don't tell me he's about to do this Mr. Miyagi like evil sorcerer stuff again and somehow heals. His leg. But really, he just called for the medic who popped his shoulder back in the pace, place. And then Robbie ended up fighting. So Robbie and Miguel had their had their fight. It was a very highly contested fight. However, Johnny, like I said, Johnny was started like, you know what? We got to do this the right way. But Miguel was like, why? Why are you saying that? You told me to strike first, have no mercy on the opponent. I, his shoulder's weak, I'm going to target the shoulder. And Johnny's like, don't do it. But Miguel disregarded his suggestions, ended up targeting the shoulder, ended up winning the tournament. Alright, like I said in the previous segment, uh, Miguel ended up winning and uh, winning for Cobra Kai 3-2. 
over Robbie. Uh, sad by this time, she already left, and at the end, she walks into the dojo, and you can see that she still has her karate skills. So that's a sign for season two that she may be a big player in the karate game. Uh, that being said, uh, Daniel and Robbie go back to go to, go not back to the house, but go back to Mr. Miyagi's old dojo, and he he tells them, "Hey, if you want to go back, Cobra Kai." We'll need more students. So that's a, so going to season two. It's gonna be a full. This rivalry has been officially reignited. Where it actually gonna be more students, and at the very end of this, the last scene of the season, John Kreese comes back telling Johnny he's proud of him, and Cobra Kai is going to run the valley like it always has, or like he used to. Which is which was very shocking. So yes, the guy who played John Kreese is has come back. The opportunist. <laughs> well, that's my overall uh, rundown of the series. Like I said, overall, the thought like I thought it was very well. I gave it a solid eight and a half out of ten. I was very pleasantly surprised with the saga, with the series. I mean, it was very well written, very. Character development was on point. Uh, it poked fun at itself. They had a lot of funny scenes. It made it, it felt real. It felt real, but at the same time, felt like like it poked fun at itself. You get what I'm saying? It wasn't like unrealistic. You get what I'm saying? Uh, some of the characters, like I said, I liked Miguel. I liked Hawk. I liked. Uh, like I like the fact they told it from Johnny's perspective, and Johnny was like a main character in this, whereas in the first one he was just a bully. It made Johnny likable, and I'm intrigued to see how Johnny's character is going to go for the second season. Is he going to go back to his old ways, or is he going to have a battle with John Kreese over direction of Cobra Kai? Because my thing is, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what is John Kreese's role going to be. What is, what is he trying to do here? Is it is he trying to become like a more of an owner and give money to Johnny knowing Johnny doesn't have all the money in the world? Or did he somehow, some way buy into this originally? And we didn't know about it. it was, he, he was the secret partner. Like I'm intrigued to see what's his role going to be. Also, I want to see how the Cobra Kai, the students. Like Aisha, like Hawk, like Miguel, uh, handled their success. You know, I can see a scenario where like Miguel becomes the new popular kid in school now, and I can see like a Yasmin, the girl, the mean girl, the mean popular girl, try to be his girlfriend just to spite Sam, and he might go out here just to spite Sam. I can see a scenario that like that take place. Uh. However, with the new dojo opening up, you may see some defectors from Cobra Kai to Miyagi-Do. And I think one of them may be Aisha, because if they continue to go on this path of like straight-up aggression, I can see her say, you know what, this is too much for me, I'm going to go over here now. Just a couple thoughts. Uh, just like I said, just a couple thoughts. Uh, the only thing I really did like about 
the series or the season is, I felt it was an episode or at least two episodes too short. There should have been an episode between 9 and 10, whereas like after they have their confrontation, the ninth, the 10th the, the episode is the episode that sets up the tournament. And then they may have another episode after 11 to kind of show what happens immediately after the tournament. You see Miguel, like a proper, they're all popular now. They're doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Now they're like the, the top dogs and shit. That, that sets up for the next year. You get what I'm saying? Where next year could be, next season is set six months later. You get what I'm saying? But overall, I enjoyed it. And if you haven't got a chance to watch it, make sure you do. That being said, uh, this is not going to be the last podcast for me. Thanks for bearing with me. Uh, I'll get used to this anchor system soon enough. But get at me. Make sure to comment. Take care.